Good morning and welcome to Emmett Audio episode, <clears throat> I think it's 113. Today is a Wooden Spoon Geek Out episode and I wanted to talk about rims, spoon rims today. The rim is one of the most difficult things to uh, create exactly the way that you are hoping to create, um, in part because it is curving in two or even three dimensions and it is relatively delicate and unforgiving in the sense that there's very little wiggle room. So aesthetically, I have come uh, to appreciate thinner rims. Now that being said, I sometimes do quite thick rims. It just depends on the type of spoon that I'm doing. So matching the size rim to the function of the spoon that you're carving, I think is really important. For instance, with an eating spoon, you want a more delicate rim than you would want with a cooking spoon because the eating spoon is not being asked to scrape at the bottom of a pan. Um, and so making sure that what you are carving is a match for what you're doing is important. Now, when you start out carving, it's often a good idea to make the rim a little fatter than you otherwise would, because that just gives you wiggle room. It gives you the chance to mess it up a little bit and still come in and, and clean up the curvature. As you get more confident and gain more ability to make the rim exactly as you want it, which I'll talk about in a little bit here, um, it's worth tightening up the rim and making it thinner, particularly for eating spoons, but for other ones as well, because with eating spoons, the thinner the rim is, the more comfortable it feels in your mouth. There are other spoons that also benefit from a thin rim, and those, in my opinion, are serving spoons to some extent, although they don't have to be as thin as, as eaters. Um, spatulas need a thin rim. Salad servers need a thin rim in order to slip in between the salad and the bowl. And ladles benefit from a thin rim so that you can separate uh, the, the broth from the fat. Um, the fatter the rim is, the harder it is to do that. Things that benefit from a thicker rim um, uh, tend to be the cooking spoons where you're doing uh, sort of scraping action with them. Um, and then there are things like ice cream scoops. I just carved an ice cream scoop yesterday where it benefits from, the, the rim has to be sort of thin enough that it can get into the ice cream, but then it has to quite quickly taper out to be quite fat just behind the rim so that it remains strong enough to not uh, be damaged as you push it through the ice cream. So you wanna think about both the rim and what happens just behind the rim. Now, I went through a phase where I made my rims so thin on my eaters that they I called them rimless, essentially. That was, I, I eliminated the part of the rim that you would see from the top when you look down at a spoon. And that felt really good. Basically, what I was doing was copying what you see in stamped metal spoons, where they have a sort of a rim, they have, a, they have an inside face to the bowl, they have an outside face to the bowl, and then they have a rim that kind of angles outward. The problem with that was that it, it f didn't photograph particularly well. So in a world where you're trying to sell your spoons using a photograph, 
some sort of compromise is needed in that situation because they, they were not photographing well. Um, there's something about having at least some sort of rim there that you can see that just makes it makes the shape pop and makes it look crisp. Um, excuse me. So how do you achieve exactly the rim shape that you want? To my mind, the way that you do it is by adhering to a certain set of steps, which is carving the top rim while you still have a certain amount of thickness to the to the spoon blank and then pulling up the bottom rim but maintaining a certain thickness so i'm never completely eliminating the thickness and by thickness i mean that sort of um the side of the rim that as though you were to, to cut out your spoon blank on a bandsaw and create a right angle vertical plane when you're looking down at your spoon with the outline the thing you know the rim that sort of wraps around the edge of the spoon bowl you never want to completely eliminate that and that's because that that whatever the thickness that exists there is the thickness that allows you to adjust the curvature of the top of the rim so that's one important step is to maintain that thickness the second important step i find is to get the outside of the spoon bowl tuned up as best i can before i start carving the bowl and when i carve the bowl of the spoon i want to start in the middle of the bowl not at the rim and sort of swirl my way outward when i get to uh, a point where it's sort of partly hollowed out, I then want to switch and then address just the rim. I don't want to try and go from the center and get it right to the rim and have it be perfect because chances are I'm not going to get it perfect all the way around. So instead, I want to have the rim be something that I carve separate from everything else. And I'll just gently go around and get the rim exactly how I want it. And then I blend the two. I blend the depth of the bowl into the rim. But, I'm, but, I, but I establish the rim first by itself, separate from cuts that are sort of deep, hollowing, blending cuts. Because it's really hard to get a nice, good rim exactly the way you want it all the way around while also getting the perfect hollow. So I separate those two functions. And then the third thing, you'll notice I say get the rim exactly the way you want it, not get the rim even. Because I think when you try to make your rim the exact same thickness all the way around, the problem with that is that any mistake anywhere along that rim and you're, you're sort of back to adjusting everything along the rim. So almost all of the rims on my work vary depending on where they are on the rim. They're usually thicker at the tip, thinnest at the sides, and then somewhere in between back at the shoulders. And the fact that they are not one thickness all the way around means that all I'm doing is chasing a taper. And chasing a tapering line is much, much easier than getting a perfect even thickness all the way around. That is really hard and doesn't work as well. The reason I started doing that is because having the rim thinnest at the sides is just more comfortable on an eating spoon than um, 
than having a, a rim that's even all the way around. That's something I discovered from the functionality of it, but once I realized that it was also easier to carve, I started applying it to all my other spoon designs as well. So now all my spoon designs are thickest at the tip and then thinnest at the two sides and then somewhere in between back at the shoulders. And not having it be even all the way around has been the biggest help in allowing me to get a nice clean looking rim. Now the one exception I will say is scoops, like round scoops where I am I, where I am trying to have it be an even thickness all the way around. And that's just one of the challenges of making a scoop. Um, but for any sort of oblong or non-round form, um, I am tapering my rim width, and that really helps me make a nice, crisp, clean, deliberate-looking rim. I hope this helps. As always, hit me up with any questions on my Instagram account.